the brave hearted woman that we talk about becoming brave. We are women of vision. We tackle midlife issues, overcoming adversity and looking at life on life's terms and saying, what is my purpose now? What is it that I do? Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you, so hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today again on The Bravehearted Woman. And today I have an amazing opportunity for you. You're going to hear from a guest who has an incredible story and it's going to touch your heart. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is an author and a podcaster, a vision coach. She's a speaker and a singer. She's a songwriter. I mean, she does it all, y'all. But she also helps domestic violence survivors gain clarity, design a new vision for their lives, and she does it all through a vision course that she does online called Clear the Clutter, Clear the Clutter, because what has happened to you does not define who you are. You do have a purpose. So she loves helping women, anybody facing uh, anxiety. She helps them overcome adversity to provide encouragement and a support. All the amazing things I want you to welcome to the program today, my guest, Pamela Duran. Hey, Pamela. Hey, Dawn. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. So happy to be here today. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm so glad that you're with us. Now, you know, just by the title of this program, The Bravehearted Woman, that we talk about becoming brave. We are women of vision. We tackle midlife issues. But just like we talked about in the intro there, overcoming adversity and looking at life on life's terms and saying, what is my purpose now? What is it that I do? I love that you help women. So tell us a little bit about you, maybe a little bit about your story. (laughs) Well, I am an IT professional in the corporate world, but on my mission and passion is really to help women overcome those adversities, become more, to take their power back and to create that sustainable life. And that is, you know, what my podcast is about, Real Heart Talk, but I really love helping in the community. I volunteer um, at my church. I sing in the praise and worship, and I am writing another song, getting ready to record it in November, and another book as well, You Are Enough, How to Stop Imposter Syndrome, Stop Comparing Yourself to Others, and Be Your True Self in Christ. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like so many people struggle with that. And I started my uh, vision course because so many women just look so sad. They just needed a little out. They needed a lift. And that was about six years ago. And so I started it because I want people to know that they're always becoming who God has designed them to be. And we have a mission and a purpose. It's not just our work. Our work is what we do. It's not who we are. It's not who we're becoming. And you have to separate that. And I think for so long, I did it. I didn't separate that. I thought I was my work, but, you know, God works on us and you go through that separation, you know, of what you do is not who you are or who God designed you to be. And so that's the message I really want to share with people. I love that you're saying that. And let's take it one step further because you're saying, you know, you are not what you do, but you also said you are not what has happened to you. 
Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that some women define themselves based on past struggles. Yes, sometimes I feel like that what happens to you is for you, like you said in the beginning. But it also, if you do not realize how to take that experience and to share it with others to help them through then maybe that becomes a limiting belief in your life. You start absorbing that and thinking, well, this is all I can do, or this is all I can be, or, you know, I wasn't meant for more, but that's what I want to help people get over because I overcame poverty. We were very poor, you know, growing up, but I never knew it. We had love, we sang, you know, and all of our things. We had music, we had plenty of food, you know, so, and then I am a survivor of domestic violence myself, which is why I have a passion to help either they're still with the, the abuser or maybe they're not, maybe they're a single mom. I was a single mom for 11 years, you know, raising my own children because I wanted a better life for them. So I didn't let what happened to me define me. I overcame it and moved forward, moved past that. And I just have this compelling drive inside of me. Maybe it's Holy Spirit, the Lord, my passion, my mission, but just pushing me and pulling me. Maybe it's pulling me more forward to it. So I feel like every day I get a little bit closer, you know, to being and who God has designed me to truly be. Yeah, isn't that something that we can say that at our age that we're still becoming? I mean, we're probably both over 50. That's a safe guess, maybe. And we're still, you know, saying, okay, God, I'm still becoming. But I want to take us back just to a moment because you just unpacked a whole lot there when you said, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. I'm a survivor of childhood abuse, Mm. of sexual abuse. But it changes you, doesn't it? Abuse changes you. And if the enemy would have his way, we would stay beaten down, insecure, not feeling like we're enough. Talk to me a minute and to our listeners who are probably tuning in because they need to become brave. They need to make a change in their situation. They might be trapped in circumstances that are very painful. What was that like living in a situation where you were being abused? Your children were in that situation. Can you share just a little bit? Yes, I feel it was because of my kids. I feel like that really just pulled me out of it. Or I may would have stayed, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom stayed with him. Of course, he became a Christian just in time for me to be, you know, 16. (laughs) So you kind of follow what your path has been or what you see. You know, I feel like a lot of traditionalists are like that. And they just keep staying in that same mode, that same track. And we have to break those generational curses. That's what they are. And you can break your generational curse. You need to prepare. I am so blessed to have had someone I work with that prepared me. Maybe she just saw what I couldn't say (laughs) because she approached me about it. And she took me somewhere that was safe, that we could talk about it with a group. It was a group that met to help domestic survivors And just through that, it really helped me to give me the preparation, not just the strength, but you need to prepare your money, your place, where you're going to go, where they don't know where you are, you know, and when that happened, then I was able to move forward with the restraining order, you know, to just the TPO order to get away. It is a lot. And it took a few months of preparation. So it's going to take preparation, but know that you can do it. I've done it. You can do it. 
and there's a better life for you. God did not intend for anybody to be abused or to stay in any situation like that. So don't stay. Don't think you can change this person. You can't. Don't think that, well, I'll just live. I'll survive through it. It just gets worse. Everything gets worse in that situation. So I'm so thankful and blessed today. I have beautiful sons, four grandchildren. I did not want them to follow in that same path. So I feel like I broke that generational curse for them and they can move forward. They need the Lord, but I know the Lord's with them and they know the Lord is with them too. They were saved at a young age. So I know God is with them, guiding them, protecting them as well as my grandchildren. Amen. I agree with that so much. I believe, you know, the scripture that we lean on, you know, when you raise a child in the way they should go, even when they're old, they can't depart from it. They might not be connected to it right now, but those incorruptible seeds of Jesus Christ are within them and they cannot be killed. So they will bloom. They will come. I agree with you on that. So an incredible story of surviving domestic violence and now reaching back and saying, okay, I want to help others overcome, not just women from domestic violence situations, but anyone who has lost their way or they're just so busy doing things in life that maybe they're just leaving God out of their life. Do you help women find their way back to a thriving relationship with Christ or how does that look in your ministry today? Yes. And that is a brave hearted woman. You are a brave hearted woman. If you have came through the struggles, the fire, the trials, if you have survived divorce there or reconnected, if you divorced and, and reconnected, that's me, remarried, you know, went through a whole disruption before the disruption. And it was all because you let that little seed of doubt in just like Eve in the garden. Hmm. Eve caused that doubt. Satan caused it out for her. And then she just spread it on to Adam. But that can happen in our own lives. You are serving in ministry. You are busy. You are a woman on a mission. You are leading a women's group. You've got it all together. And then one little thing happens that makes you feel a certain way that maybe you missed. Maybe you missed feeling that way and you didn't talk to your husband about it. Well, it's just a conversation. That just leads to bigger things. Like my uncle, he's a preacher. He always said, the little fox is full of the vine. And it's the truth. Cannot let those cracks in your armor. You got to patch them all up with your faith, with the word. The word is alive and the word is a seed. And when we speak it, we create because we are creators, just as God is. We are made in his image and we are creating and we're sowing seeds every time we speak, every time we think and every time we do. So make sure that you are sowing those seeds toward your mission, toward God, toward what he wants you to do in your life. I thank God that he brought me back. It was a journey. And what took four months to tear down, it's taken three years to rebuild. And but better, just like Job, he prayed for his friends and God doubled his portions, doubled everything. His children, his cattle. I'm surprised he didn't double his wives, but you know, I think he only still had one. But <laughs> yeah, probably said, "Please don't double my wives." <laughs> one is all I can. 
You know, it's so interesting to me when we talk about that word seed. Now, this is the second time in this interview that we've talked about it because in Genesis 8:22, the Bible says these things will always remain seed time and harvest or in the New Testament, the kingdom of God is like a seed because there's another kind of seed you just kind of briefly mentioned when we just let little things go, when we just let little discrepancies or little things happen, seeds of bitterness can take root. We miss the grace of God and we allow those seeds of bitterness to take root and that bitter root will grow up and defile us and hurt many, the Bible says in Hebrews. And so you're kind of talking about that, you know, for anyone listening to this today, always be discerning where the grace of God is being extended to you, right? In a circumstance, because God doesn't want you to miss his grace. Because what you get instead are seeds that'll turn into a bitter root. And I think that can be very problematic, especially you mentioned women in ministry, women in marriage, women in careers and jobs. There's all kinds of opportunities. But instead, if you put the word of God inside of you like a seed, that grows too exponentially. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite scripture that you meditate Mm -hmm. on or that was meaningful to you and kind of put you on the spot there? Definitely Philippians 4 and 8 about meditate on these things, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is good report. Keep your mind in that faith. And of course, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. And can't leave out Ephesians 3 and 20. (laughs) Exceedingly above anything we ask, I will do. All we have to do is ask, you know, for the glory. It's he'll give us what we ask. Matthew 7, 7, ask it, we shall receive it. Yes. Those are some of my absolute favorite scriptures too, especially the Philippians, because I believe our mindset is so incredibly powerful, right? Where the mind goes, the person goes. So that's why we're told and encouraged to cast down vain imaginations that come against us and speak to us. You mentioned briefly, you know, that your life was disrupted. It took four months to tear down something that you built. And now it's taking three years to rebuild and you are being a brave hearted woman. Congratulations. Did you write your book? I'm looking here and it says you have a book. It starts within you. It's an inside job, a heart job, a mind emotions. They can get deceived. Is that what your book is about? Yes. If I can show it. This is Yeah, please do. So it is available on Amazon. And yes, it is about my story and it's about my journey back. The strategies, the tools that I use, the books that I read. I had some of my favorite books here, Restart Your Heart. And then Charles Stanley's Emotions, Confront the Lies and Conquer with Truth. And of course, The Power of Positive Thinking. So those were some of my books to come back. Because at that time, you just feel so dead inside. You know, how could this happen? How could you let this happen when it wasn't even in your control? You know, just like God allowed Satan to attack Job. You know, I feel like that is what happened to me because it was not anything intentional. Mine was on God. Our women's group was going through the fruits of the spirit, studying them in depth. So it was just a trial, a test so that I'd have a testimony to save others, to not believe a lie. Don't give your money away. Don't believe that 
some famous person is coming to save you because nobody can save you but Jesus. And that's through his blood. But just don't be deceived. And if you are feeling like you're missing a that loving feeling, you know, to me, when we get our age, you're just kind of like in a habitual pattern <laughs> and you need something to disrupt your pattern, but not that, you know, something loving between you and your husband, a trip, do something you've not done before. Go play golf, take a dance class. I don't know. Go to another country. Just do something to re-spark, reignite. And maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's just a monthly thing or even weekly that you need to do towards your spouse to keep that flame alive because you do not want anything or feeling to come in between you and him. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, just being vulnerable because there are other women that are in that situation. Again, that seed of doubt, that seed of deception the glittering alternative in a marriage, maybe it's gotten a little, you know, apathetic or it's familiar, but you all of a sudden unknowingly can get tripped up. And especially when we think, oh, it won't happen to me. I'm mm -hmm. guarded. I'm protected. I'm smart. It won't happen to me. But Satan is a very evil, wise adversary who wants to devour us and is a sneaky serpent who can slip in <laughs> in ways that beguile us. So you got to fight for your mind, getting your mind back, getting your heart back, getting your life back on track and restoring what the enemy tried to destroy. And that's really courageous and brave. And thank you for touching on that a little bit. What would you say to the woman who feels like she's maybe even in a midlife crisis, like feels like, I don't know what my life is about. I don't find a purpose in God. I'm bored. Would your book be a source of encouragement to that woman? Or what would you say to her? Yes. So in my book, it really talks about your awareness, how your emotions connect. It talks about forgiveness. I have a whole section on forgiveness and definitely about prayer. Prayer is your uplink to God. It's your communication. And I can tell you on my journey back, when I started praying, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like I heard anything, but I didn't care because I was doing what the Bible said. And I would get in my closet and I would pray and I would really beg God to speak to me, speak to my heart. Just give me some hope. I know I messed up. <laughs> You know, but I want to be back in his safe arms. And he brought me back. And that's why I have this book, because it will bring you back. It talks about how music, music is your melody. It's your weapon, you know, to really sing those praises. And even the Bible says to praise God out loud. And there's a song that we just started singing with our praise and worship. I was like, wow, wish I'd had that song back then. <laughs> but it's champion. And it talks about how when you open your mouth, miracles break out. When you start to shout, those walls come crashing down because we have the authority that Jesus has given us. 
And we have to realize that we have the power within us, just as easy as it is to believe a lie. We can believe and have faith in the truth that God is going to give us whatever we ask. And when we knock on that door, he is going to open it. And when we seek, we are going to find the answer and what he has for us. So believe those things. Whenever you have that, just like that scripture you said, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, cast down those imaginations and take captive those thoughts. Because when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. It's when you give place to the devil, that's when you have a problem. <laughs> but when you resist him, and I can tell you, I quote that scripture. And whenever I just say, even uh, Kenneth Copeland says, you just say, no, no, you don't, devil. This is what is going to be, you know. And that's how it is a spiritual warfare, just like Ephesians 6 talks about. We are not fighting a flesh and blood warfare. It is spiritual. And we have to stand on the word and say the word out loud. And that is our power. Our Holy Spirit is the power within us. And when we speak the word, it comes to life. Mm -hmm. I know it. it's the promise. I mean, I'm a living proof. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we're so glad that you are. You know, I had the privilege of meeting you recently when we were both in Houston and you just shine. Not only did your clothing shine, which is, you know, I loved the glitter jacket that you were wearing. And then you sang a song and it was like, there's a wise woman. There's a woman who's been through something. There's a woman who knows the grace and redemption of Jesus Christ. And you've been set free from shame. It's like, you know what? Let me tell my story because I'm not going to hide in the shadows and be ashamed. I'm going to speak God's truth. Thank you for doing that. And your countenance just radiates. In fact, that's um, Psalms 34, 5. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces will never be put to shame. Thank you for that. And I really do pray that the women that need this will be listening to this today because I feel like more than ever before, our marriages are under attack. Relationships are under attack. I mean, what's not under attack right now, really, in our world? It's uh, it's a turned upside down. But God. Yes. God is our strength. He's our deliverer. And God is on the move. He's not going to be silent and sit back as the enemy ravages people and God's people. God is on the move. And he is our defender. So what's next for you? You got another book called I'm Not Enough? Or Yes, you are not enough. But thank you, Dawn. I have to say thank you for all your compliments. That was so great. And it was so lovely to meet you. I, it was a God meeting because I was telling someone else the other day, I wasn't even sure I was going to get to go. So the Lord just made a way and just made a way for all these beautiful connections of like Christ-minded people to uplift and encourage each other. So for me, yes, my next book is You Are Enough, How to Stop the Imposter Syndrome, Stop Comparing Yourself to Others, and Start Being Your True Self in Christ, because you know what? There's no comparison to you. You are the best. You are the best you. You're the only you. So I'm excited about that book to get it out. And what's the uh, projected release date? Do we have that yet? Or it's yes, I'm going to say it November 17th. <laughs> All right. There it is. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we look forward to that. Your book, both sounding so powerful and you're hitting it right on the head. I mean, that's where women are today. And those are the things. Stop comparing ourselves. Stay off of Facebook. If you struggle yeah. with comparison, 
find out who you are in God, get your identity solid in him. It's the truth because he has created us with an imprint that mm -hmm. only he designed for us to share. And when we come across people or people are in our path, we need to see how we can help them or maybe they can help us. You never know what that connection or collaboration can be. And I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful to the Lord for what he's doing, what he's already done, what he's going to do. He gave me a women's conference to do. We're actually going to Indiana this weekend for So Grow, Restore, and Transform. And I'm super excited about that because I'm going to be like Tony Robbins. I don't care who shows up. I think eight people was at his first conference. <laughs> so whoever's there is going to get blessed. God has the people appointed and he has what whatever he wants, you know, but I feel it in my heart. And so that's coming up this weekend. And then my music, I really feel the songs coming from the Lord. I have a song, uh, Something's Moving in the Water. So that's what I'm going to record next month. And I just feel the spirit. I felt the spirit on this call. I just feel his moving. And I'm excited to see what all he has in store. We can't, we can't comprehend it. That's right. And I know that God has incredible things in store for you. He has incredible things in store for me, and we're just getting started, as are all of you brave-hearted women who are listening. God's not done with you yet. God is still on the move, and if you have a pause, check it. Yep, it's there. You have a purpose, right? God's doing something for you, in you, and through you. I'd love to hear your last statement of encouragement for that woman who's identifying with you right now. What would you say to any woman who just feels like they've lost their way or lost their hope? So don't quit. Forgive yourself. You're not the only one going through this. There are plenty of people going through worse than you. I've interviewed them on my podcast. So just know that, like Dawn said, you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And the main thing is, is forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself and because God's already forgiven you. He loves you unconditionally. It's not like how maybe you've grown up in traditional loving conditionally. God's love is unconditional and he doesn't expect you to do something to earn that love. You just receive that love and learn how to be an excellent receiver. I know most of you are probably have a servant heart and are givers, but learn to be an excellent receiver because God wants to give that love to you. So receive it. Receive that forgiveness and love and grace. He has it for you. Beautiful words. Remember that you are forgiven and God, his heart is for you. You are an overcomer. Thank you so much, Pam. Where can they find you? So liftupevents.com is my website. That's a link to all my social media and my podcasts. I am on Instagram, Pam's Duran, P-A-M-S Duran, and Facebook, Lift Up Coaching, and Twitter. Yes, Pam's Duran on Twitter. <laughs> I was trying to think. Those are the ones, the places that I frequent and post on most. So. If you want to get a hold of Pam or you want to read her books, purchase her books or the new one coming out, we have all of those special links in the show notes for you. You will be able to find her. Pam, thank you so much for being on The Bravehearted Woman. You are an absolute amazing woman of God and a role model for us to look to to say, that's where I'm going. I too am an overcomer. 
And I'm going to leave you like I always do, my Braveheart sisters. This is Dawn Damon, your Braveheart mentor, telling you it's time to find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.